Every Man Podcast. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, what a day. Ah, uh, yeah. Big dog, Daryl Campbell. My brother. How are you, man? My bro. Oh, man. Blessed and highly favored. Highly. I got my bro on the other screen, man. That's right. Screened up. Pot up. Mm-hmm. We're here. Another week, another pod. And uh, a lot going on, as we talked about last week. I'm getting ready to relocate uh, my life. My wife and I, our, our, our life here together. To going out to Texas. Going to become mm-hmm. a cowboy. And uh, yeah. I'm going to listen to Kid Rock Cowboy for the first nine hours of the road trip out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, on How, long the is it? How long is the, uh, the, the trip? It's, it's like 1,500 miles, dude. Damn. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think and I think door to door to like downtown Dallas, it's like fifteen hundred miles, and it's mm. uh, there's many ways to go, but uh, the the route we're gonna take is uh, we're gonna cut across PA and then basically go south, and then we're gonna s- cut the trip in half. We're gonna spend uh, a night in Nashville, mm-hmm. see our good buddy uh, Dusty Waring, BT Band Dusty. boys boys. Dusty. Shout out to the BT Band boys down the road. Uh, but, too, uh, yeah, you know, our, our boy Rhodes, he's our sweet puppy boy Rhodes. His cut, his aunt is Dusty's mm-hmm. dog, Panda. And, uh-huh. um, you know, we talked about on the pod here, Dusty yeah. fostered Rhodes for the first uh, month and a half or so. Dusty was originally going to take Rhodey, um, but uh, he, he couldn't have him with his touring schedule. So he ended up with us, mm-hmm. uh, thankfully. And, uh, you know he he likes to go. He hasn't seen Uncle Dusty since he was a little the pup. Roadster. So he, uh, you know, he's a big ham, and he would like to uh, see his uncle. So we're gonna stop in Nashville, but Nashville's like nine, ten hours, mm-hmm. and then you know another ten or eleven uh, from Nashville to Dallas. And you'll be there. Yeah, new and spot, it's new digs, and it's uh, you know a bunch of states I haven't had the pleasure to pass through. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. a little bit of Arkansas. I've been to Louisiana, but I haven't driven through Louisiana. Yeah. You kind of you kiss, you kiss it on the way through Oklahoma. Uh, again, yeah. places that uh, I've never been. I'm looking forward to seeing. And I've always you been excited. A, oh be hell excited. yeah! Like I'm actually very excited for the road trip aspect of it. Too. Yeah, that's what like, I mean. Yeah, I um I've always enjoyed a good road trip. But when I was growing up, you know, my, I have a lot of fond memories of you know loading into the car and. Mm-hmm. going to Pittsburgh or going to visit family in West Virginia. And I just, I always enjoyed a long car ride. And that was one of the cool motivating factors of wanting to be a musician was to tour and be able to travel, you know, on all over the place and see things. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, so, you know, Sam and I, we've done a couple trips out to Pittsburgh. We went down to uh, Winston-Salem to get roads. That's, I guess that's the furthest trip we've been on driving mm-hmm. together. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, this will definitely be the longest like road trip the two of us have been on. So we're going to uh, load up the Jeep and, you know, head out there. It's going to be... Uh, What's on the playlist, bro? What's on the playlist? Oh, well, Gotta have one. I'm going to listen to the Everyman podcast uh, in sequential mm-hmm, order mm-hmm. from one yeah. to as far... I think I can get to episode like 40 uh, by the time we get there. Maybe. Probably. Probably, um, yeah. Other than that, I, dude, I'm, I've been listening to so much weird stuff lately you know mm-hmm. uh baby metal i got i turned you on to the baby metal yeah um, dude sam you know it's a band i've known about i forgot kind of known about forgot about and then sam and i were looking at something she she came across some baby metal videos and it's like the most adorable death metal you've <laughs> ever heard it's like really incredible musicianship and mm-hmm. with the 
pop stylings of like a you know Japanese pop girls. Oh, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, like those like uh, kid voices. You know, it's adorable, <laughs> and like it, it's it's funny. Like I I don't you just get sucked into it, and the production value is so unbelievably high. Right. It's like right, especially from being like somebody who's gone to a lot of metal concerts. You see like. Oh, I've seen so many bands that are just the band. They don't have any lights. They're just using the house lights. And they right. fucking rip. And they tear the house down because <laughs> they don't have the money to, you know, at that level, they don't have the money to, to put into the production. So, like, it's very rare to see a really heavy band. There's, like, two bands doing it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, obviously, Metallica, but that's a different kind of music but like yeah, that's as far as like been a while for a the while. kind of metal that I'm talking about I'm like Meshuga is one where they have this intense million dollar light show and then Gojira yeah. is the other one where Gojira does right. like they have pyro and, and crazy shit Ramstein famously has a lot of crazy oh, stuff yeah, I would love I would love to see them they're doing a stadium tour this summer um, and they put on a pretty unbelievable spectacle there they have like you know flame throwing cock yeah, pieces dude. and stuff it's pretty yeah. sick it's pretty oh, sick, but um, you don't usually see production value at that height with a metal band, so it's cool to like listen to this super heavy music. And obviously, you, they're playing to arenas full, so it's like the money is because it's like a pop group, you know? Like there's oh, yeah. there's some oh, serious yeah. serious uh, stuff, but some they're coin, like they're like flying through off. the air, and they've got like stage length pyro showers behind them. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, dude. Definitely check out Baby Metal if you're if you're a uh, a cosmic canoeer and you, and you haven't uh, had the pleasure of baby mm-hmm. metal yet. So I'm sure that'll be on there. Um, you know, I've been listening to some weird in, industrial instrumental music where it's, you know, just, just a lot of weird stuff. So uh, we'll see, we'll see how far we get, but I always like to listen to podcasts too. You know, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a pod guy, especially on a long road. So I'm sure I'll find something interesting. There's a, uh, Hardcore history is is pretty cool. I don't yeah. know uh, if, if you've ever heard about that, but Dan Carlin, and he he okay. gets into like it's like a six hour episode about Genghis Khan, and you find out that it's actually it's pronounced Genghis, it's not Genghis, you know that kind Genghis. of stuff. Dude, Genghis Khan, what a fucking guy! <laughs> it I dude, hey. I, I was in this history podcast. They're talking about different things that they would do to like demoralize uh, other places they were invading. And it would get to the point where they were just like, it wasn't even a, a, it wasn't even a competition with their fighting. Like they were just so more advanced and highly trained than, than these people they were taking over that they were just like getting tired of doing it. Not even tired. Like just like, like, come on, do we really have to go through? Like, we'll kill y'all if we have to, but like, we really just like, come on, let's work something out, I guess. And like right. a weird, like just give yourselves up, give us your women, and you become our slaves, and we'll only kill the men right. and give us the women. Like, so like if somebody, a lot of times they would send like a, a representative, messenger out, and there's mm-hmm. this one time they sent this messenger out to, to to basically carry that message, like, hey, just stand down, and we won't, we'll only just rape and pillage, we won't kill and rape and pillage kind of thing, <laughs> and they killed the messenger and mm. this pissed that uh Genghis Khan off some because he felt like it was like 
decorum. It's disrespectful, man. That's disrespectful. Like we're trying to help you out here, you know, and you're pissing. Are you going to kill my messenger? You're going you're gonna to kill my messenger? Haven't you heard? Don't kill what? the messenger. Don't you know this? Yeah, man. So they went and they got, they rounded up that crew that did this. And then they like tied them all together and, and they built like a, a wooden platform on the ground. And then they mm-hmm. put them all, tied them next to each other and made a layer of people on the platform, head to toe, if you're visualizing this. Then they put another platform over the people. And then they Ooh. set up tables and chairs, and they had a fucking party. <laughs> and they just drank and fought and probably had sex with the slave women that they just found in the woods, I guess. That's that was like how they and then they just like smushed them to death while they had a party on them while they were alive. And it's like <laughs> oh it's the crazy and like dude I like heard about it and people are here and they're like this is absurd no way. Look it up. Just go ahead google that. You'll figure out a way to find it. It's it created like a human sized wooden oreo sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> party like a rock star on top of her. Golly, man, that's crazy. And it's like, look, that's nuts. I'll, I'll, I'm just saying, let's consider ourselves lucky for. Oh yeah, dude. Because if yeah. we were living in, can you imagine if you had to be alive at the same yeah. time as Brock Lesnar, and the, oh. the and those were the rules? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, I, you know, not good. That type of stuff trips me out. Like if you go into like the museums and you see like torture chambers and they have like the big like <laughs> coffin that's With like all the, the spikes, spikes in yeah. it and they just shut it. Like, like can you who? imagine that? Like they did somebody that. Somebody just yeah. says, "Hey man, get inside. F your life." Yeah. Like what? Oh, is that oh. you said uh, about uh, the sun not revolving around the Earth? <laughs> get in the fucking box. Yeah. Get in there. Yeah. Get in. Oh, get in the box. What is this we have? We've have we have tars and we have feathers. Hmm. Who knew? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you uh, you you think that this man is uh, not infallible? I'm gonna weld you into this iron mask. <laughs> and it's like, you look at these things, you look at these things through time, and then it's like, sometimes. The consensus is wrong. Yeah. Oftentimes, you know, it's not the first thing that's right. Yeah. And then you look yeah. at like our modern situation, and you're like, all right, so which one of these is the uh sun revolves around the earth? You know? Oh yeah. Which yeah. which which one are we uh hmm, interesting. Only time yeah. will tell. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We got so much more craziness coming, coming, coming in the future. I hope it doesn't get too nuts. But oh well, I mean, dude, we're ready yeah. for anything. I've been saying yeah. it for a solid, you know, two years. I'm ready for the the UFOs. Like when are that? You know, as soon as that. Yeah. As soon as that uh, is the shoe to drop, I'm. Yeah. Won't be surprised at all. And like, they just did some marketing stunt in Austin, Texas, with. Uh, mm-hmm with drones where they flew drones. If you Google it, like search, uh, Austin, Texas QR code 
drone. And they made a, you know, 200-foot QR code appear in the sky with these drones that have LEDs on them. And then they program them. They use, like, a software to map them and coordinate their flight so they're certain distance apart. Oh, crap. I'm looking at it right now. And you... Freaking awesome. And you... Like, dude, how how, <laughs> how hard would it be to just project a UFO in the sky? Like, it right. doesn't seem that hard at all. You throw in a That's... little, you throw in a little weather control, and you make it foggy, and then you know, next thing you know, the 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 frogs are turning gay. Wow, dude, that's crazy. That's that's that was, that's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome, but wow. it's also we're fucked. We're no, I'm, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be, there's gonna be there's there's no you know. There is that. <laughs> Who I don't think so. Like, <laughs> well, and then, well, but no, somebody was probably like, "Oh, that'd be that'd be a great idea. Just put a giant QR code up in the sky. Great." Now, Dude, every, you know what? They probably know, sound just like that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Gaffrey. Yeah. And then next thing you know, dude, oh, you, billboards. You think they're gonna stop at billboards? You don't think there's gonna be a oh, fucking fifty-five no. foot Coca-Cola can in the southeastern sky Bro, on Christmas Eve and that'll be the thing it'll be like anything <laughs> oh I've got air rights there's you know what I mean they're gonna start buying up the air and then like, what was the video you sent me the other day it was like what was it like the Ukraine fighters or something like that they were like yeah so there's some videos flying jets <laughs> in the air it was stream so like the, made a penis <laughs> the, the word is it was Russian Fighter oh, pilots. So, yeah, so, so, the, so the Russian fighter pilots. And in two different countries, there was one video from the Ukraine side and a video from Russia where you could see the direction was the dick was pointing to the Ukraine. And that mm. was that was the joke that they were doing. And wow. everybody just like it, it was one of those things that it, it keeps getting censored and pulled down for some reason. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. come on, guys. They drew a 500 mile penis in the sky. <laughs> In the sky, bro. I mean, in the sky. Give these give these boys some credit. You know, I understand we're we're in. You know, it's a conflict and all, but like, art is art. <laughs> On the precipice of a new world war, but you gotta give those guys <laughs> credit for their arts. Yeah. Who yeah, who am I? Stream art. Who am I to stifle an artist's inspiration? Oh, yeah. You know, maybe that's the thing that, see, because the way I look at it is like, look, the Ukrainians are laughing at the sky penis. The Russians are laughing at the sky penis. Yeah. We're laughing at the sky penis. Look, we're not all so different. You yeah. know, the sight of a, of a, of a, of a plane drawn penis makes us all laugh. Yeah. Okay. How much fuel do you think they burn oh. for that shit? Well, that, why do you think our fucking oil prices are going up so high? Is they up there? Exactly. <laughs> There's somebody with, 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 with like a, an itemized spreadsheet, like, God damn it, those guys. Yeah. Fucking I penis. I told them, you Jesus. can't. You can't. How many barrels that was. <laughs> you can't burn fuel like that. Yeah, every now and then there's people. Uh, I know there was a, a couple years ago, there was a guy that, that did some sort of like marathon length penis GPS log on a run. Where like he logged his map, his run, and it was just like there's a lot it's of a giant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
He's just like, that dude's such a dick. Yeah. But, you know, it's a lot of planning that goes into a phallus uh, display like that. I, yeah. I, for one, respect it. I don't know. Call me crazy. Yeah. yeah. Call me yeah. crazy. Uh, but, yeah, dude, we got a lot of business going on. But, you know, you and I recently went we went and saw the Batman. We didn't get a chance to talk about it here on the pod. Hell and yeah, I was a big... I was a big fan. Prior to that, we went to Red Robin. We we, I thought we were going to close the place down. We could have, if we didn't have a movie could've. to go to. I could have been there all day. Could have those bottomless yeah, fries and those <laughs> milkshakes, bro. bro. The burgers, the fries for sure, for sure, dude. Even that like, that like, uh, what did I have? Was it that Oreo deal? That like yeah. shake? I don't think they were. That I, thing was. I don't think she understood how fast you were going to eat that. Fantastic. There's no. Very easy, very easy. In, oh yeah, in a, oh you got it. Let's just get this knocked out before uh, we go. Let <laughs> <I> me <mean, laughs> just. Yeah. yeah, you just. I guess your brain freeze affects you differently. It must. You you've got a high tolerance or something. Dude, I I, I don't even know if I I, I tasted it get, on the last scoop. Like you, the last scoop is just I tasted the there. last scoop of everything. I love, oh. it. I love it. I love it. But uh, besides Red Robin, dude, Batman was. I was. It was sick. It was sick. And sick. I was highly skeptical yeah. going into it. Yeah. Just because, like, I don't know. I, you know, I've seen every. It's like I've got the, the Michael Keaton Batman of my yeah. childhood. And then I've got yeah. my, my young adult teenage. Well, dude, what's crazy is like, I remember going to see Batman Begins when I graduated high school. And then by the time, mm-hmm. you know, the next one comes out, it's, you know, 2008 or whatever. So, like, or middle yeah. school all the way through high school. So those those movies were impactful, you know. So the, the Zack Snyder ones, I never like. I didn't have a problem with Ben Affleck as Batman. I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I just didn't like that whole Batman versus Superman story. I thought that was pretty pretty stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it either. The classic. Well, I'll fight. Let's fight each other and then team up to fight a worse threat. Isn't what was the What was the one with George Clooney? Like the. That was Batman, Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Batman Forever was the one with Val Kilmer. I thought he was. Ah, yeah. I think Val Kilmer is the forgotten Batman, and I think he yeah. is. It's hard to rank them all, but I mean Christian Bale. I think you know is the man, but yeah, uh, yeah. Val Kilmer was really good. And for yeah, that's good. that's when they got into the whole Batman with nipples thing with Batman and Robin, and it was like yeah. everybody had nipples, and it just. It didn't really make sense. So going into this, I was kind of, I was kind of like, meh, we'll see. Yeah. And uh, we went and saw it in IMAX. Shout out to Jose, my little Pepita. Shout out. And uh, shout out to like you though for like the uh, the seats, man. Clutch where they were located, bro. Yeah, that was a good right uh, by the bathroom. Right by the bathroom, you get that upstairs. Yeah, dude. Top deck. We went and saw it in IMAX. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's like, if I'm going to get out of my house to go to a movie, it's going to be, it's got to be IMAX. has to be IMAX. has to be. Because uh, it's just not worth it otherwise. You know, I got a, yeah. got a big TV here. I got surround sound. Uh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a nerd, spoiled boy. And uh, dude, the, from the the sound uh, design in the film, the, the lighting, mm-hmm. everything, it felt. Dude, how it was shot this how they shot that film oh my gosh yeah i loved it yeah it was very I loved it like it felt like one i'm a big batman fan i always i there was i wasn't a big comic reader but the the comics i did read growing up were superman and batman and 
I've always loved the detective aspect of Batman. Yes. And it, yes. In like the Arkham Asylum games, it's very detective focused, which is why those games, I think they became so popular. Mm -hmm. The animated series when I was a kid in the 90s, the Batman the Animated Series. um, Yeah. Which is on HBO Max. They like read it in HD. I got to start watching that, um, FYI. But that was heavy on the detective side of it. But the movies Mm -hmm. have been more about just him beating people up and using gadgets and stuff, which is cool. This one was like world's greatest detective. Like, boom. Right. You know, and it felt like it was like kind of like a serial killer. I don't want to say it was a horror movie. It wasn't a horror movie, but it was like a dark. And every Batman movie now that's like, like, it's gritty. You know, it is. Yeah, it was gritty. But this was dark and heavy in a different direction. And it was paced in a way that made you feel like um, uneasy. Yeah, it had that psychological thriller slash horror feel to it, you know. Um, but that brooding detective nature of Batman that you see in the comic books, that's what I like. Yeah. <clears throat> that's what I like because Batman, whenever he, like in the comic books, Batman is always in his head. He's always in his own head. You always have those those sidebar pages where you have the text and you get what he's thinking when he goes into, into a situation that was superb to get, you know, Pattinson's narration, you know, during those times, you know, so I thought, I thought that was well done. Well, and also it felt like an old crime movie, like kind of like heat or something, you know, the way it was narrated throughout Mm -hmm. and he's talking about it. And the, the contact lens that that they did is something from like some of the newer comics that hasn't yeah. been done before in a movie, and that was like, mm-hmm. oh hell yeah, you yeah, know, that was pretty sweet. I, I I wasn't the the cinematography before I forget it was amazing. Yeah. Like this was yeah. definitely the best looking. It should, I mean, one I could give three shits about any f- award show um, that right. exists, right? But like I. I'm a film fan. I see a lot of these movies usually that are nominated and stuff. And I mean, that should be nominated for like best cinematography, best editing or something like yeah. one of the, yeah. you know, those, because just the way that everything, I mean, it was just very thoughtful. Everything was very thoughtful yeah. in it and a different cohesive. And so like, good. especially when you're coming from like Christopher Nolan, who has such a, he's, I don't want to say he's like, Michael Bay, but he's like on the Michael Bay end of the spectrum. If Michael Bay mm-hmm. was like artistic, like it's a big, yeah. it's a big, everything's huge and big and big set pieces and stuff like that. But yeah. it's, it, he has a style and then Zack Snyder's super, I'm not going to criticize him. Like I know anything, but his style, I'm not a big fan of it. That's super stylized as well. So like mm-hmm. they had to do something a little bit different. And this was like perfectly different where it was like kind of like film noir, but like mm-hmm. also had this weird future. Like you felt like it was in the future, but it kind of looked like it was yeah. old. It was, it was interesting. And like when Batman first appears, the other thing was, I said this to you, I think this was the most Batman in a Batman movie period. Yeah. Like yeah. he would, like it was like the whole thing. And you're like following yeah. along trying to figure out this, you know, what right. the Riddler's up to. And right. you really, like, I I don't know. I thought Pattinson was great in it. I thought he was, it was an interesting take on the character. 
Mm-hmm. The, the one thing I didn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't quite wild about was how they did Alfred. And I felt like, yeah, Alfred was just, uh, I don't know. Like I get, they were trying to establish the, I guess I just want to know who's going to see a three hour Batman movie that has no, I no understanding of who, like at a certain point, mm-hmm. Hollywood needs to like, I get it. You, everyone wants to tell their whole own story, but we fucking know he's an orphan and this guy yeah. takes care of him and he's a father figure, even though he wants to right. push him away and they have a budding of the heads and eventually right. like, dude, I get it. We get it. We all get it. Let's, let's just zip through this Alfred well, storytelling. The, the, the biggest thing about Alfred that I didn't like was just, I, I everything that was big in this Batman was was very poignant it was it was appropriate right the 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 tenor the 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 sound the cinematography you know how how the depth of all of it um it was all appropriate alfred was not appropriate like i like i if he was not in the film it might have actually been a little bit better you know what i mean because it it there's a narrative that it you know there's a narrative that it's that, that it's trying to paint, like again, like you said, that we already know. But for the most part, like, you know, and I think my biggest gripe was just it, it wasn't believable. Like his his this Alfred wasn't believable. First off, he should be dead. Spoiler. Well, how alert. about this? He should have been twenty years older because, like, if yeah. if this is a younger Batman, yeah, are you telling me that Alfred's been working like Alfred was a nineteen year old butler? Like I. Yeah, I don't fucking get that. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. How has he been raising him this whole time yeah. if his dude's like in his maybe fifty? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. He's too jacked ridiculous. to be Alfred too. Too jacked. Too like Marine Corps, Marine Beret. Well, they started doing that in the you know, like, in the Nolan Batman's where they started referring to his like special ops past and that he wasn't really just a butler. He's a tactical yeah. butler, which is something that I can vibe with. I could, I could definitely yeah. see myself employing a tactical butler someday. However, this was too much. Yeah, it was. It just it wasn't. That was my only. But yeah. that's my only complaint. I thought it set up a beautiful version of Gotham that's like interesting, yeah. and it felt like a real place. And they have yeah. plans to do like an a, a Arkham spinoff and a Penguin spinoff, and mm-hmm. I, I do want to say like, look. I get it. The you want to portray, you know, women, female characters as strong and powerful and equal. They got to figure out the fighting. They've got everybody just started doing the copying the Marvel lady fight. Yeah, and it's like yeah. I, I've, I just can't see. She didn't have her whip. Catwoman is not knocking out three hundred pound. No, she's not. Gabagool. Italiano mobsters. And you know what I mean? Doesn't have the move set of Chun Li from Street Fighter. Right. It was a little. She, she was a, like. She was a little too qualified, I thought. Yeah. But I thought you know, shout out. I'm a big Lenny Kravitz fan. Fun fact: I once, Lenny Kravitz moved over to France for like ten years and wasn't playing any shows. Then he announced three shows at the Irving Plaza up in New York City. Mm-hmm. And it was like super limited tickets. I got, I, I was able to get tickets for it. And he came out and he played, I want to say three hours. Probably top three, maybe even top two live performances I've ever seen. 
he plays every instrument, by the way. He can play. Mm. He's a drummer, guitar, bass, mm. keyboard. And he, they did this jam section where he just, he comes out. He's so cool. You know, he's fucking Lenny Kravitz. And also, this is a club. Oh, yeah. This is a thousand person club. And this is Lenny Kravitz. And not we're in the front row. It was mm-hmm. amazing. It's like huge yeah. arena rock star playing in a bar, basically. And right. he's like, goes and he's shredding on the on the synthesizer and the keyboards then he picks up a bass and he's like you know and then he's just like <laughs> at like every guitar he would every new song like some amazing beautiful collector's vintage 1950s gibson or old mm-hmm. strat or something yeah. And then he grabs a fucking saxophone and he's like, man, it was, it was insane. Like he literally like, it was like a 20 minute jam session where he just went and then he got on the drums and he was playing on the drum. And then the whole, he's just jamming with the band and then he would switch off instruments. And then he would just sing. And his Zoe Kravitz Catwoman, was yeah. sitting on top of the speakers at the yeah. club, like two right. feet from us. She sat there the whole time, you know, sang every word to every song. And it's like, must have been a real hard go mm-hmm. for Zoe Kravitz to make it all the way from that tough time to starring mm-hmm. as Catwoman and Batman. It's pretty amazing. Right, right. It's freaking beautiful too. That's, that's I, to me, she looker. looks too much like Lenny Kravitz. But he's like, he's pretty good looking. So it's like, oh, whatever. It's, it's like, uh, I think... What, like in Batman, like just like her profile, like, you know, just the way the, I'm not going to get into too granular with it, but you know, <laughs> she's all right. Yeah. <laughs> she's all right. Well, like I said, when I, I, I had recently caught uh, Batman Returns on HBO Max, or oh, like yeah. uh, flipping through, and it was, yeah. I was like, oh, that's where that, oh, now I get where I got that from, you yeah. know, and it's like, yeah, these, these things, they imprint on a young mind. You know, you got to be careful. Michelle Pfeiffer was a problem, Ooh. bro. Still is. Still every, is. Every man and every woman. It's a problem. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen Batman Returns yet, go ahead. Mm. Go ahead. Check that out uh, ASAP. But the sound design in the Batman, the, the, the score, the music. Oh yeah! Wild. I was thinking about it for four days afterwards. Very immersive. Immersive. Completely when the, immersive. When you first see the Batmobile and in that IMAX theater, and you hear that engine turn on, it was like, whoa! Oh, oh. amazing, Oof. amazing! I can't wait to watch it again. Uh, quite frankly, it's my off road Challenger hybrid fucking monster of a car. That that was. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Absolutely reckless as well. Mm. Um. Mm. I'm excited to see that again. And it might even be something I get on Blu-ray because, you know, I love that surround sound. Now, today, mm-hmm. dude, I, I texted you. They posted a deleted scene with the Joker. Spoiler oh, alert, yeah. by the way. Oops, yeah. spoiler alert. Yeah. Movie's a month spoiler. old. Spoiler alert. Um, the the end of the movie, the, the, the Riddler is locked up in Arkham with a guy that's, like, laughing and telling jokes, and it's you know, implied that it's the Joker. And then after the mm-hmm. movie came out, they're like, yeah, it's the Joker that he, this guy's playing the new Joker. We kept it as a secret, which doesn't really make yeah. sense to me to ha- like have a high profile actor. And then I, I don't get it. Just put him in the fucking movie. Just, I, I don't, 
Right. I don't get yeah. it. Especially like take yeah. take five minutes of Alfred in hospital bed out and pop in this scene of the Joker. Right. Yeah. Pop in this scene. No more Alfred. <laughs> right. Like, but like I would have been. That's still. That still would have been thirty minutes of Alfred. You know, like you're still. Yeah. You're still yeah. good there. Um. By the way, the guy that they had play uh, the uh, Commissioner Gordon, I yeah. like big. I thought he was great. Um, yeah, he was I like his stoic. You know the way he played. Like, like, you know what? Now that you point out, it seems like like, like uh, Andy Serkis was in a different movie than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like he was making like a comedy <laughs> or something, and everyone, everyone else was making this heroin Batman movie. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> but this, you know, they put out this scene of Batman going to what's now known as the Joker. Mm-hmm. And like... And I'll put it in the show notes so you can check that out uh, for those listening to the audio version here. Um, and it's like a serial killer profiler type scene where he's like trying to get information from the Joker about who is doing these crimes. What did you think about this uh, this new Joker, the fifteenth Joker? I think I think if I'm, if I'm just talking specifically about the the this Joker, he's. Mm, I, I want to say you have to go into it. You have to go into, and if you, for those who've seen the Batman, the, you know, this version of Batman already, you already know, but he's not the Joker that you're used to. He's not the Joker that you're used to the, the, the stalwart things like the, the laugh, the, you know the 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 pitch to it. You know um, the that I don't know that comedic, serious, intellectual, analytical, psychological component that the Joker has that that, that he just exudes normally is just not present with this Joker, and because of it, I have a hard time accepting the scene because I don't really accept the Joker when I'm watching it. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I, I, but I, but I believe that isolated this isolated scene. And even just a little bit of the Joker that we get in the film, you'll need more. You're going to need more to, to, to have people buy into it. Is it creepy? Is his face ridiculously just, you know, um, there's a deformity to it. There's, there's, there's almost like, like a more horror aspect to this Joker than, than you're used to. Um, he definitely looks yeah, melted. So, yeah. He's, he's, he, his face is composited in many different ways that you, it, it'll be hard to look at. Um, mutilated almost to, to, to a degree. Um, but yeah, for me, the scene, the scene itself what they're trying to do, I could have definitely used that in the Batman and taken Alfred out like we were just talking about. But for the most part, it's it's hard for me to take this Joker, given the long line of talent that's come before him that have that have just blown it out of the water. Well, Great. Dude, I mean, just you think about I mean? it. Like, like, first of all, Jack Nicholson. Oh yeah, yeah. He was, is an yeah. Academy Award winner, I'm pretty sure. And then, fucking Heath Ledger. Oh, dude! All right, oh, wins dude. wins it after he's dead. Best supporting actor, and then you got Jared Leto, who 
I think yeah. at the time was being immediately compared to Heath Ledger. If you go yeah. back and watch it now, it's not the worst. It's not like George Clooney Batman. It's not that bad. Yeah. But yeah. it's like an interesting they had to try and do something different and quite nail it, but it's not like like I it's it's believable. It's like him as like a eccentric crime boss. Yeah. I liked the extended version of the Justice League where they brought the Joker in that. Mm-hmm. That was Yeah. That was good. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I and like then that. again, I don't think it's like here's the thing. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that he is an el- this Joker is an element that needs to be in in a film inserted in the film in a more substantive way so that I can understand how he fits within this Batman universe because he's right. so drastically different than what we we're, we've come to know over time. But you know what I mean? The other thing is like the the last Joker, Joaquin Phoenix, won the best fucking actor playing Joker. And it's like, that was Absolutely. so good and so dark. And that's what people were expecting. They were like, oh, this like, do you, you know, not like, want to make a trillion dollars? Like, this is what I don't get about DC sometimes. <laughs> is like, they make these, it's like, how could you, because this, that Joker easily fits into this Batman world. That's what I mean. Why would you not? That's what I mean. How could you not put the money? That's what I mean. Together well, to hey, just, and it's like, I'm gonna, if, if, if I, they have to find a way to get the Joaquin Phoenix Joker in a Batman movie. I don't know who's here's the, the Batman though. Jumping off of your point, and you you made this earlier when we hopped on, and you were talking about how this particular Batman movie showcased Gotham's identity, right? Gotham has its own identity in this film, right? So did the like that that right. Joker, like Joaquin Phoenix, the unrest, the turmoil, things coming to a boiling point. That was so present in this film. It would have been a perfect place for Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. Perfect, like it, I promise you. Like if they would have showed just a snippet, and everyone knew like that was the Walking Phoenix version, people would have been like, "Oh my god!" And they'd be demanding five like, more. Oh, yeah. Oh, it'd be like, yeah. I don't know. He'd be over here salivating after you know after this deleted scene. You know That's what, what I mean, mean? So, about about Hollywood. They just they can't help themselves sometimes. Some some yeah. producer somewhere is like, "No, I've got a better idea, and we're going to go with my idea." And everybody else in the room yeah. is like, "Okay." All right, guy who doesn't know anything yeah. about movies. But, uh, yeah. yeah, overall, I'd give the Batman, you know, two bats up. Highly, highly yeah. recommend. Definitely, if you haven't highly, seen it yet. Highly recommend. It's definitely worth seeing in the theaters, uh, especially IMAX. in IMAX. Like, definitely IMAX go yourself. go check it out. Um, but I'll tell you what, brother. It's, uh, it's getting to be that time. I've mm-hmm. got to go pack some boxes. Another week, Back another pod. Big yeah. bro, I'll catch you next week. We'll see y'all next week on the Everman Podcast. Slapping the best.